I bet if I could look inside your brain at your to-do list on social media, it would include 10 stories per day, three reels a day, five carousels per week, at least three photo posts per week, and making sure that all of that machine is going all the time consistently, right? What if there was a way for you to simplify creating all of that overwhelming original content that is supposed to just leak out of you like it's nothing on multiple times a day, multiple times a week. But if there was one way to just simplify the whole thing, that's what we're going to talk about today. Hi, my name is Ina Coveney. I'm a business coach and I specialize in monetizing tiny audiences. And this is the 10 days of hot leads, a series that I'm doing. And right now you stumbled upon lesson five of 10 Days of Hot Leads, which focuses all about finding your content centerpiece. I am also the host of the Get Clients First podcast, this podcast right here, where I interview the top coaches in the world about their true startup story. And we have episodes like this to teach you how to get clients without having a big audience, right? Exactly where you are. How to find clients now. That's why we call it Get Clients First. That's the whole center of our philosophy. You don't have to wait until you have a big audience in order to get clients. And today's topic is near and dear to my heart because I first ran into this concept of your content centerpiece from my very first global phenomenon mentor, Amy Porterfield. She's the one that opened the floodgates in my world to the online universe back in 2015, three years before I even quit my job. And she had this idea that all you need is to focus on one centerpiece content, one piece of content that is long form, where you can talk to your audience about your philosophy, share education, let them know what is it that is going on in your world. Just once a week. That is your commitment, just one centerpiece once a week. So going from thinking that you have to create a million pieces of original content per week or per day to thinking, oh, wait, press pause. All I need to do is come up with that one centerpiece content. So what is a centerpiece content? Centerpiece content is an anchor to your entire content strategy is saying to yourself, all right, if I have a particular thing that I want everybody to know, can I divide this big, vast thing that I want everybody to know into multiple small themes. I'm going to give you an example with my audience, right? I work with coaches who have small audiences and I help them get clients with the audience they already have. So if I were to structure like, just give me four different themes around this big, vast world of getting clients with a small audience. What would those themes be? So one could be sales with a small audience, right? Lead, lead acquisition, client acquisition, how to nurture those leads, etc. So sales. Another one could be genuine engagement, which is stuff that we talked about in this 10 days to hot leads. We had to talk about engagement because it's a huge part of getting clients with a small audience, right? So genuine engagement is another one. What about creating a feed that elevates your authority? That's what we're talking about content right now, because your feed actually does matter. People do care 
if they're going to hire you, they need to see you as an authority. And there's very easy ways for you to do that. That's why we've been that's what we've been covering in this series. Finally, a fourth one could be how to create a six-figure package, even if you have a small audience, right? Which is the topic of my masterclass that I've been telling you about because like this is my one thing that I want everybody to do when they listen to this, when they experience my content. I just want them to sign up for my masterclass. It's available at six figures from scratch. Dot com where we talk about creating your six-figure package. Your next offer can make it to six figures, even if you have a small audience. So I have a masterclass for that, right? So these are four things that I let people know. So what, I, what can I do when I want to create a centerpiece content? What I do is I take those four pieces and I say, okay, I'm going to talk about one of them next week. And then the other one, the week after, and the other one, the week after, and the other one, the week after. So when I plan my content in that way, that is one month's worth of content, one centerpiece content, long form, each individual week, talking about one particular aspect of my bigger message. Now, it doesn't mean that I have to talk all about those things every single day. I do not have to create five reels a day to cover all of those pieces. I can just focus on one. I can say all of the others. There's plenty of time for them. I'm going to focus on those in the coming weeks. For now, this week, all I want to talk about is this one thing. And you go and you frame it around your topic. So now that we know what a centerpiece content is, now that we know that you could take whatever it is that you talk about, divide it into different topics, and choose one topic per week, how do you decide what a great centerpiece would be for you? So I'm going to tell you six different ways to create a long-form content per week. And I want you, as you listen, I want you to tell me or to really think about which one of these really resonates with you the most? Because they're not all the same and they don't apply to everybody the same way. Somebody could come to me and ask me, Ina, is doing a podcast better than having a blog? Ina, is doing a LinkedIn article better than recording a YouTube video? Like, which one is better? There is no better. The only way that you select which format your centerpiece is in is whichever one makes you less likely to quit, if that makes sense, right? So let me cover these six. And I want you to think to yourself, which of these you could see yourself creating in the long term? And that is going to be your centerpiece. Are you ready? Let's start. Number one, podcasting. Creating a podcast episode per week, right? Number two, blog posts. Number three, Facebook posts. Number four, LinkedIn article. Number five, a live stream. Number six, a YouTube video. You should not be on all of these at once. And by the way, this advice doesn't apply as a blanket to every coach out there. If there's a coach out there who has a team of 10 people helping them be everywhere, great, more power to you. That is not who I'm talking to here. I'm talking to you who are still starting in your business, who have not created a a staff, right? Who do not have support staff to help them be everywhere. You really got to focus. You really got to focus. Even right now where I am, 
I focus on my podcast and then I repurpose everywhere else. My YouTube videos are not original videos for YouTube. They come from the podcast, right? And there's a reason for that. It's not because I don't know how to grow on YouTube. Right now I have probably like 62 subscribers on YouTube. It's just not my primary focus. And it's something that I know that's not what I'm trying to grow. Repurposing just happens to be extremely easy once you've already created the content. So repurposing, when it's easy, go for it. Creating original content for each platform, don't do that to yourself. That is the path to burnout. Creating a YouTube video that actually goes the distance means creating vast numbers, like vast numbers of videos, like a lot of content in a very specific way, in a very dynamic way with its captions, with its zoom ins and zoom outs. That's not what we're doing here. I am not focusing on that. My podcast is my centerpiece. So I want to walk through each one of them and give you just kind of like, how do you know that that's the right one for you? Just really quick. All right. Let's start with podcasting. Podcasting it's a lot more work than you think. It sounds like it should be easy. Getting on a microphone, you don't even have to put makeup on. You don't even have to get out of your pajamas or get out of bed. You grab your microphone and you speak into it. But then comes the editing. Then comes the creating your musical intro, your musical outro and splicing it all together. What if you want to have an intro then? That means that you have to record something else. Then you have to put everything together, post it to your host, post it to wherever else you're going to post it, to your website, to YouTube, to wherever else, to social media via audiograms or via posts, right? It, it has a way of like having a lot of tentacles. So never choose podcasting because you think it will be the easiest. All of these that I'm about to say have the exact same difficulty level. Do not pick because it's going to be easier. Pick because it's going to be easier for you to stick with it. So if audio fits you best because you don't see yourself putting makeup on every day, you don't see yourself um, really getting into podcast editing because you've never done it before, right? Then don't do it. Don't do it. Don't let that be your centerpiece, right? But if audio is your thing, if you're like, I wish I could just talk to my people because I really have the gift of gab, and I could tell them everything without any pressure. And I, I would just totally do it. Great. Podcasting is your medium. Congratulations. Let's go to blog posting. Do not start a blog because you think you're going to go viral. Getting a blog post to actually make money, to actually rank on Google takes time. And I do mean years and hundreds of posts of content. All right. So don't Kid yourself in thinking that a blog, blog post is going to just blow up today, all right? If you're going to do a blog post, it's because you're going to be resharing it to social media. It's because you're going to be talking about it. It's because you're going to be creating supporting materials around it so that people can go and consume that long-form content, all right? So you are going to have to promote it. Do not rely on SEO. The reason you would choose blog posting is because you love to write. And there's a couple more here that are about writing, okay? Facebook posts. That's about writing. A LinkedIn article, that's about writing. So if you are going to be choosing a centerpiece that focuses on writing, these three are perfect for you. Blogging, Facebook posts, and LinkedIn articles. This is where it's at. You would choose blog posts 
if you are really curious about learning more about SEO, because why would you start a blog if you're not going to learn more about how to grow it, right? It's just not going to grow right away. But if you want to learn more about how to rank on Google, about how to do all of that stuff, affiliate links, how to use the right heading tags, right? How to use, like how to follow normal standard conventions for blog posts that go viral, right? If that stuff really excites you because you want people to see your writing and you see yourself just writing for the next year, go for it. Blog posting is for you. Facebook posts. If you don't, if you're not skittish, about posting on your personal profile, this would be a great one for you. If you're going to do this one, by the way, don't do it on your business page. If you're going to do it on your business page, also do it on your personal profile. Personal profile is really where it's at. Nobody nobody like grows a community inside a Facebook page because Facebook wants you to pay for that visibility. On purpose, they will hold you back. So if you're going to do this, do it on your personal profile, do it inside your Facebook group, all right? Just writing on Facebook about what what is on your mind. And that could be your centerpiece. LinkedIn articles, you would do if your audience is on LinkedIn and you want. Now, I am of, I'm the kind of person who will tell you your audience is everywhere. But LinkedIn has a very specific culture. And it's all about knowledge, education, industry standards. It's about connecting with other professionals. Stick with that culture. If that is, if your audience response well in that environment, in that cultural environment, LinkedIn articles will be great for you. So now let's go to video, live streams, go on Instagram live, just do a live once a week, go live inside Facebook, go live inside your Facebook group, do a YouTube, doing a YouTube video, sort of similar, you can do YouTube live, right? So for live stream, you can really do this everywhere. There's actually a really, really cool tool called StreamYard. If you've never run into it before, it's a streaming service. You do have to pay for it. It's actually a nominal fee per month. It's not prohibitively expensive, but it allows you to go live in multiple platforms at once. YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. It does not allow you to go live on Instagram because it's not hooked up for that. You do have to basically do it. I've done this before. You go live on your computer and all the other platforms, but then you keep up your phone right next to the webcam and then you can go live on Instagram as well all at the same time. That's how you would do it. So live streaming would be for you if you love to do this kind of like long form, just talking to your audience. If you love doing this, live streaming is for you. If you love video, live streaming is for you, okay? YouTube videos is for you if you like editing, period. Because <laughs> YouTube videos have a very, very specific format, a very specific culture. People are used to, people have been trained on how to watch YouTube videos that are really dynamic. So unless you're gonna go down that route of learning how to make really dynamic and really good YouTube videos, and then like, what are you even doing here? For YouTube videos, make sure that you get to learn how to do great YouTube videos and spend your time pretty much editing and checking your analytics and see how you're doing. There, By the way, I just summarized in 30 seconds something that can take months to perfect. So if that is something that excites you, getting your audience to find you on YouTube, that's amazing. That's That's your path. That's what you should be doing. Another thing that I will say about YouTube that I actually love about it is that if your video is using the right keywords, it can be found very easily on the first day. It's not like Google, 
where it has to be indexed. And then it takes a while for people to go and find it. And depending on how many people find it and how many people track back to it, it goes higher in the rankings. It's not like that. YouTube is a lot more democratic. So if you have a really good video with really good keywords, people will find it, especially if it's in a small pool of videos. If you're recording a video that not a lot of people are recording videos about, but a lot of people are searching for, and there's many ways, many online tools for you to find out that information. How many clicks is this video getting? How many searches is this keyword getting, right? Uh, how many people are searching for this particular type of content? Many tools out there. If this is something you really want to investigate and look into, then YouTube videos will be for you. So that is kind of a summary of all the different kinds of long form content that you could be creating. So if you choose one of these, then the next step is to create the social media content that stems from that. And it takes away all of the pressure of having to create completely original content multiple times a day, multiple times a week, 365 days a week, 365 days a year, that would be exhausting. Focus on that one centerpiece and then create social media content specifically for that, getting people to go and watch it, okay? And getting people to go and read it and let everybody know that this is what you're doing and this is how you're disseminating the information. This is how you're transmitting this, this big message that you have for your audience. So I really hope that this was helpful. I hope that it takes the pressure off. Most, most, like most of the stuff that I talk about is to try to get the pressure off so that you can move forward, so that you don't get stuck in the overwhelm. So if did this did that for you, if this removed your need for creating 20 different themes, and these are the 20 themes you're going to be talking about this week. If this did that for you, then amazing. That's exactly what we were here for. So I want you to stay tuned because in tomorrow's video, remember this is day five of the 10 days of hot leads email course. If you would like this email course emailed right to your inbox every single day with all of the details, just go to 10 days of leads dot com sign up there completely free and you will get all of these in your inbox and there's also obviously the youtube version as well and there is the podcast audio version as well so whatever way you prefer to learn that way exists for you to get this amazing training so what are we going to do tomorrow Tomorrow is, again, all about saving you time and simplifying the process of posting to social media and get ready because tomorrow we're going to be talking about content batching and it's going to blow your mind because I have the easiest way for you to create all of these unbelievable amounts of content in a really, really simple and not at all time consuming way. So tune in to lesson six tomorrow where we talk about content batching. And I'll see you on the next one.